The following podcast may contain mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, what is going on? This is Glenn and welcome to the Glenn Thinks the Podcast 2019 version here. The first podcast of 2019 happy new year did you have a good new year's did you go to a party on new year's or did you stay at home and blow your hand off with a firecracker (laughs) what would be messed up as if somebody that listens to my podcast actually did that and they're sitting there with their their nub all bandaged up and they're like yes i actually did do that it's not funny But I hope that you didn't do that. Let me tell you what I did for my New Year's. So it was about, let's see, it was probably about when I looked at the clock, when I looked at the clock, don't want to mess up how I say that. <laughs> when I looked at the clock, it was probably about 10 till midnight and I was like, huh. But I was watching this crazy show on demand called Return to Amish or return to Amish, you know, whatever you want to call them. I always call them Amish. I came up calling them Amish because in upstate New York where I have some family, that's what a lot of people called them up there was Amish. But I know that some people do call them Amish, so whatever you want to call them. But there's a show called Return to Amish, and it's so... Like, I like Amish people, but this show is so awkward. It's a TLC show. It's so awkward and just weird and kind of sad that it's good like that's like it's so bad that it's good it's pretty much what it comes down to and what it is is these kids have left and they're i mean they're in season i think it started out with a show called breaking amish like a few years ago i watched a show called breaking amish and some of these people are the same and it's called return to amish so i mean they've been doing it for a few years and these kids leave the Amish community and they go out into the English the English world. That's where we live, in case you didn't know. We are the English world to the Amish. And uh, it, it seems like they should be more called the English world. But anyway, like they leave the English world or they leave the Amish world and go into the English world and they just go crazy. And I mean, they'll be having sex and drinking and going to jail. And I'm not saying like, oh, they had a a couple beers and had sex like these. Some of these kids lose it. Some of them are kind of prudes and squares and they kind of like, I don't know, they're they're good kids. They're just awkward and they kind of, I don't know. Like, they, there's this one couple that just got married right away, but then some of them just go crazy. And it's funny to watch because they're so emotionally immature because they've repressed all this stuff for so long. It's like they don't even know how to deal with emotions because they're not used to, like, showing their emotions. So it's kind of like a bunch of, like, really big children that act crazy and throw tantrums and stuff so it's just funny it makes it makes me laugh right Amish drama love me some Amish drama but so I'm into this and then I look at the clock and it was like 12 15 or something and I was like happy new year me right (laughs) and so I kept watching it and I what I found myself thinking into this like while I was watching this, what I found myself thinking is like, do they wear deodorant? 
You know, do they have, are they allowed to wear English deodorant? And I was like, probably not, you know, so they probably smell pretty ripe. And then once I thought, I had that thought, oh, and there's Mennonites on here too, yeah. Double trouble, baby. Ain't nothing like some Mennonites and Amish. But I found myself, what I did was I started watching like their pits, like their armpits when they would lift their arms and stuff because I, w I wanted to know. I wanted to know. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to Google it at this hour. And like the first thing on my Google, um, like on my Google history for 2019, I didn't want it to be like, I wanted it to be something meaningful, you know, like, what really is the meaning of life, you know, like, I didn't want to start 2019 out, and, you know, the first thing I Google is, you know, do Amish people wear English deodorant, like, I, I just, I didn't want to, I don't know, I didn't want to, because they say what you're doing on New Year's is what you'll be doing all year round, so, I was just like, let's not start like that, Glenn. Yeah, you don't want to do this. Just stare at their armpits. So I started staring at their armpits, right? To make a long story longer, I started staring at their armpits. And one girl, they were riding these tricycles around in Florida looking for their friend that had run away. They had a runaway friend. Oh, no, Amish runaway in Florida, right? And they were looking for it. It wasn't like a kid. It's like probably an 18-year-old, you know, 19-year-old, whatever. And so they were riding these tricycles around in their dresses and bonnets, long sleeve, looking for their runaway Amish friend, right? And so this one girl, she was pointing. She'd be talking to people and pointing. And I thought I saw a pit stain, right? I think that her dress was kind of green, maybe. She might have been Mennonite, because I don't know if Amish are allowed to wear the green dresses. But she might have been Mennonite. But she pointed. I was like, oh, what do I see? And sure enough, she had this big pit stain in the pit of her dress. So, you know, I solved that. I solved that uh, mystery last night. I feel like a hardy boy is what I feel like. Sherlock Holmes for New Year is what I was. <laughs> but I don't think that the Amish are allowed to... I don't think they're allowed to wear deodorant. And they have those hot clothes, like the long sleeve shirts... And the, the girls have those long dresses with the long sleeves. And the I think the married ones, I saw they have to wear aprons too. Because not only do you have to wear a, a like a turtleneck dress pretty much, but then they wear aprons because they're like, we when we're married, you, the, one of them said something about the, the covering up the breasts even more, you know, because they don't want to make the man lust or whatever it is. And, you know, I was just like, man, no AC, no electricity. Yeah, I'd be gone. You know, I'm not going to be some old, smelly Amish fella. You know, I'm just not, I'm not into that. I'm not into that. And I, and the shunning that they do. Like, if these people leave and then they want to go back, they get shunned when they leave. And sometimes their families don't even have anything to do with them anymore. And then if they, the church shuns them, you know, like that's kind of jacked up to me. But when, when they decide to go back, even if their family takes them back, sometimes the church is like, you must prove yourself and you might remain shunned. And come on, man. Really? Really? Is the English world, are we that bad? Are we that bad? No. But there's one more thing. And it's kind of messed up and it's kind of... I don't know. 
I don't I feel weird talking about it but I was just like when I saw it I just was set up and like was like what the the Amish there was a pregnant Amish girl on there like a pregnant Amish girl and I think there were two at one time actually on the shows that I was watching and and they were talking about how they wanted like one of them was like her and her husband were both ex-Amish people and they stayed in the English world and uh and then so she wanted to have her baby in the hospital right with doctors and everything and I think that some of her family or friends were trying to tell her that she should have a midwife and have the baby at home and she said that like from the pushing when you have a baby I guess you can get hemorrhoids and she said that the Amish people take a raw potato okay just bear with me I know I'm rambling about this show for a long time but I'm about to get into the podcast and this is probably the best part the funniest part they take a raw potato and they put it in their butt a raw potato a big raw potato and she said I'm not putting a potato in my butt (laughs) ah yeah there's nowhere to go from there so let's just get into the podcast okay so I know that that was a super long intro just to be able to tell you about somebody putting a potato into their butt (laughs) so i'll make it up to you by just getting into what i want to talk about today and what i want to start out talking about is actually something that i've been thinking about for a few weeks now right this is not a thought that i've just had so it's a thought that i've kind of had time to develop and ponder upon for a few weeks and what it's about is this is about a new way of transportation right so i guess i thought when cars came around that was like a new that was like the new thing you know the horseless buggy or whatever it's called like and we have been stuck on cars for a long time and i was like well we're stuck with cars for a long time and so it's time to come up with something new. And I, and I thought, well, what could we use, right? And I was like, well, I would totally trade my car in for a hot air balloon, right? And I was like, everybody should trade their cars in for hot air balloons. And then I was like, well, that's too many big. Have you ever seen like one of the big hot air balloons? It's just too big and there would be too many of them. So I was like, well, what we need is we need like a little hot air balloon. Like the balloon part would be smaller and it would just kind of stay inflated all the time. Right. And you could land it and would it would have better like the wind wouldn't just blow it around as easily. It would have better like steering and the little basket part that would be enclosed and air conditioned and heated and the balloon part would be little and you wouldn't go up as high. You couldn't go up as high. Because you can't get, you can't have airplanes smacking into your balloon, you know, and um, and so we would fly lower, and I think that it would help everybody with stress, because you couldn't rush, you couldn't speed. I guess that if you were late to something, that would stress you out. But people that are late just need, 
they would have to learn to leave earlier, you know? And I was like, how cool would that be if we could just take little hot air balloons, you know, everywhere that we go? You know, and I think I was like, where did that thought even come from? But I think that Dr. Seuss book, Oh, the Places You'll Go, has the little guy in, uh, like, it's not a hot air balloon, but it's a little basket with a balloon on it. And the balloon's like small, like a actual balloon balloon. And so I think that that's where I got that idea. But I thought that that would, how awesome would that be? Like the balloon part could have like little, what do they call it? Uh like a rudder rudders that's on a ship and what do you call the things on airplanes maybe they could have little wings coming out the side of the out the side of the balloon and you could have like a little like off a pirate ship like that kind of a steering wheel inside the little basket how cool would that be that would just be cool man to go up and fly and that would be that's way better than cars you know that's way better than cars so when that happens you hear you heard it here first and you can go back and show the podcast for proof before they laugh in your face <laughs> oh but i mean i just that was just a thought that i am that's not really that hilarious i just thought that would be great if we all had like these tiny miniature hot air balloon type deal thingies and that's it that's the whole that's the bit <laughs> you're welcome all right, so speaking of hot air balloons, I wanted to talk about some celebrity gossip, some celebrity beef that has been going on in the news cycle lately. And I'm not one for like a lot of news. Like I've kind of been on a like a media fast just because everybody's like, oh, everyone's crazy now in the whole world. And so it's just a lot of negativity and a lot of negative vibes. And I don't need that in my life. So what I'll do is I'll scan through. And if it looks like something that, that I should know, I'll read all the headlines. And if it looks like something that I know, I'll read the article or whatever um, or watch a news clip. But uh, for the most part, I stay out of it just because it's not really my deal. You know, I'm 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 up on what's going on, but I'm just up on it. I can't talk about it with any great knowledge, right? Because I would rather ramble on a podcast about putting potatoes up your butt and flying hot air balloons as a mode of transportation, <laughs> right? But I saw, <laughs> but I saw the celebrity beef, and I was like, oh, oh, this is great. All right, so this is what happened. There is this girl, and her name is Jojo Siwa. And if you don't know who Jojo Siwa is, if you had a little girl that was probably between the ages of 5 and maybe 11 or 12, you would definitely know who Jojo Siwa is. She's like a YouTube star. She's on Nickelodeon. I think she has a cartoon on Nickelodeon. You know those big bows that you see everywhere that are the size of like the whole, they cover like the whole top of a, of a person's head. Those are JoJo bows. And they are really overpriced bows that the, the little girls like to wear. And she makes all these videos on YouTube and she has maybe five or six songs um, but she's really positive and she's loud and kind of obnoxious 
if you're a grown up, but she, she's a positive influence on kids. And I'm kind of of the mindset where if they are like a good, wholesome influence on a kid, then I don't have a problem with it myself. Like everybody used to be hard on Barney, the purple dinosaur and you know make all kind of jokes and i hate him and i want to kill barney well i don't know if anybody ever said that somebody probably said that but i never i, never, I just made that up but like how people hated on barney i didn't think barney was that bad you know what i mean like yeah it's it's not for you it's for your kid you know and let your kid watch barney because they that's the level they're on they like barney and you're just sitting there like, I hate it. I can't believe this exists. What's well, not for you, stupid idiot? It's for a child. But, <laughs> well, that's condescending. Anyway, so I don't have a big problem with JoJo. She's not, you know, twerking on stage with, you know, people in their 20s. She's just a, she's just a wholesome kid that makes videos, whatever, loud. I'm not going to watch her if it's, I'm not like, oh, well, I have my my free time let me watch jojo but she got this big everything she wears is like her brand like jojo Siwa. they have jojo everything in walmart and kohl's and target like she has her clothing line she has she has her own slime her own uh like watches her own what else J dolls toys like barbie jojo toys like bedding band-aids everything there's jojo everything well she got this big huge car for her birthday and i guess that's kind of like weird that you wear stuff with your own name on it you know what i mean i guess that's weird but i mean it's her brand you know if i had a glenn brand i would probably do the same thing i'm not gonna lie that's just honest <laughs> but anyway so she got this car for her birth or for her christmas she posted this video right and it was on social media she got this bmw her mom got it for her for christmas i'm sure her mom bought it for her with jojo money and uh because this kid has got to be filthy rich it was this bmw and it had a custom paint job that was ugly i mean it was so ugly and it had her big face on the hood of the car right and and the first thing i thought when i saw that is man that is terrible you know and it had like her name jojo and it had all these bows and it was just a crazy crazy looking paint job and car right and so so the first thing I thought is that's crazy. And so I threw it up on uh, my Twitter page and was like, oh, JoJo, this is just insane, you know? And, um, and, and then what happened next was hilarious because I think it was on, I don't know if it's on Instagram or on Twitter, Justin Bieber commented on her post about her car because she's like oh my god oh my god this is so amazing oh my god and all justin bieber said was burn it right he just he just said burn it and then right under his comment that says burn it he made another comment and it said burn it so so, so he felt pretty strongly about this either he felt pretty strongly about this 
or maybe was under the influence when he commented on it. I mean, I don't know. That's just I'm just I'm just putting that out there as a possibility, right? But as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this is great." You know, <laughs> this is hilarious. Number one, because it, it does look like something that the average person would say, yeah, that's terrible, you know, and you should probably burn that because it's so bad, like just out of sarcasm. But then the funny part to me about the whole deal was that here's Justin Bieber, and I would say he's a grown adult, but I don't think that Justin Bieber is a grown adult. I think that Justin Bieber is like a grown Justin Bieber. I think that there's like, we've got to differentiate between the two because there's a difference between a grown adult and a grown Bieber. There just is. We all know there is. It's the elephant in the room. I'm just saying it. So, so I was like, here's this grown Bieber picking on a kid. I think she's like 15 years old, right? And that's just kind of weird. You know, that kind of crosses some kind of line, I would think. As far as, dude, you're kind of bullying a little kid. And what made it even more hilarious to me, and I did, I did find it funny, just because that's the kind of sense of humor I guess I have. What made it even more funny is JoJo is like this positive, positive person, right? And so when someone's like, burn it, I was like, I was like kind of like wringing my hands together. And I'm like, oh, how's this going to play out, you know? And I'm like, oh, somebody being mean to JoJo. Hmm. And so I was like, ah, oh, this is great. And like Tupac and Biggie. It, had, it took me back there. It gave me a tupac Biggie, Smalls kind of feeling like, oh, we got some beef now, sucker. And so what happened next was great because JoJo's mom jumped onto social media. Before JoJo, I think, even responded. Um, JoJo's mom... Uh, jumped on the social media and said at Justin Bieber why don't you burn your stuff or something like that and and you're just like oh well that was a, that was a good you made an attempt there was good effort you know good effort for you to just, why don't no I know you are but what am I I was just like man mom is coming out and defending it and then there was some post Jojo made about uh about what was it it was about somebody said what's bothering you today and jojo just said burn it like <laughs> like get o- get over yourself you should get over yourself you know so i was just like oh they don't know how to respond like mom tried to come back with that lame comeback you know and then i was like is this gonna turn into something that's beautiful you know that we all can enjoy and benefit from in in the new year you know is this gonna carry over into the new year because this is like besides my handbells this was like the best christmas present right and so the next thing i know just when i'm getting excited about the beef i see that that bieber had tweeted I think he tweeted uh, like an apology. I did not mean that in any malicious way or I just didn't like the colors and I'm sorry. I'm hurt to feel. And I was like, man, why why you got to be like that, man? Of all the stupid things that you did, you finally did something that's hilarious. 
you know, and now you're apologizing. You know, you know that him commenting, because he's definitely bigger than JoJo, you know that him just making a comment about her sold a bunch of stuff for her. You know, music, it got her views on YouTube, whatever. He made her a bunch of money just by doing that. So you should have at least kept the beef alive for a little bit longer. That's all I'm saying. It was really disappointing. You know, and then she came back with some positive, you know, or you can perform at my 16th birthday party and we'll call it even unicorn emoji, rainbow, smiley face, kiss blowy, whatever, you know. And I was just like, man, I was so disappointed, you know. I was so disappointed in the level of Bieber's gangstery. You know, I was. Tupac would have never did that. Or Biggie would have never did that. I'm not even a Biggie guy. I always did like Tupac better. But, I mean, I am, I'm I'm let down in Justin Bieber's gangstery. But that's just a little beef that I thought that I would talk about because it was something that I followed closely for for 24 hours. And so I thought that I would share it with you today. All right. Before I go on any farther today, uh, this part of the podcast, I usually play promos. And so today, what I thought that I would do to go ahead and kick uh, 2019 off right is I have some promos for some podcasts that I listen to on the reg. And I'm going to play a few of them for you now because these are podcasts that I endorse that I listen to regularly that I think that are awesome, really cool podcasts that you should check out. Um, like I said, I played these before, but um, but they're solid. So if you're just joining the Glenn Think Stuff podcast and you're like, what does Glenn listen to? I want to know. Well, now I'm going to show you, so check it out. Hi, I'm Tiffany Dillon. Hi, I'm Kevin Dillon. And we're the hosts of Fake Headlines Podcast. Each week, Tiffany and I bring three headlines to the mic, making the other guess which one is real and which ones are fake. Here are a few headlines from past episodes. Woman marries 300-year-old ghost because she can't find a human husband. Netflix teaming with Amazon to reboot old stores. Natural food store begins selling breast milk. Utah University installs cry closets for stressed out students. Uber driver takes passengers from Philly to Bel Air. Man drowns after placing waterbed on an adjustable frame. Which articles are real and which ones are fake? Catch up now on Fake Headlines Podcast. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere you download podcasts. You can also go straight to fakeheadlinespodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at fakeheadpod or Facebook and Instagram at fakeheadlinespodcast. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. What do you think of when I say the following phrases? Goes to camp. Saves Christmas. Rides again. Scared stupid. No, it's not you, you selfish prick. It's the lovable and accident-prone man-child that is Ernest P. Worrell. This is the Importance of Seeing Ernest podcast, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things Ernest, actor Jim Varney's greatest creation. Tune in every month as three friends, and occasionally a guest or two, navigate the silly, playful, and family-friendly waters of Ernest in a not-so-family-friendly way. We have a hell of a time reliving these childhood memories, and we invite you to join us in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app of choice. Know what I mean? 
What's up, guys? This is Hunter. And this is Davis. And Riley. We're from the Plunge Podcast, and Glenn likes stuff, and we're stuff. This, like, mist of, like, like gross heat. Yep. <laughs> and all I know is that it has, like, a musky smell to it, you know? It's like, but... What? Is it, we still talking about humidity? Are we, what are you talking about? We're still talking about humidity, right? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's let him finish. He's, he's just about... And, it's he's, he's on the right track. So basically, what I guess what humidity really is is uh, it's like a big ah uh, man. I'm gonna use an analogy. I okay. guess I guess it's like when you don't shower for a few days and it was really hot outside and you just start creating like this really gross like sweat. Is wave the word of, you're looking for? Yeah, but it's like your butt. <laughs> no, it's not sweat. I'm talking like odor? you have this like odor that like creates. It's a heat odor and mm-hmm. it like. So it's like a fart. Yep. Yeah, it's like a big. So it's like humidity is like a big giant fart. Dude. <laughs> it's a big giant fart. Okay. Yeah, because it's like it's just you're, you're just covered in it. Well, you can't go anywhere. And <laughs> well, get out. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you on the podcast next week. Yeah, be there, Glenn. All right, so those are all definitely podcasts that you should support and listen to, and check out because it's good stuff. I wouldn't recommend things to you. That we're not good podcasts. So subscribe, leave a review, be a good person. All right. So the last thing that I want to talk to you about today is like I'm a fan of comedy. I love all kinds of comedy, and like even silent film comedy, like Charlie Chaplin stuff, like that, even silent film because those actors had to rely more. It was more physical comedy. And just their expressions and everything, like it was almost more. It's almost more challenging to make people laugh, you know, the, with no sound whatsoever. And before there was sound, there were silent, you know, films. And there was actually a comedian named Fatty Arbuckle, right? I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of Fatty Arbuckle, but I have actually watched. Um, some Fatty Arbuckle before, so I knew who Fatty Arbuckle um, was, but when you think of the silent film era, like, I just automatically always thought of Charlie Chaplin, Um, because I guess that was the big name, but Fatty Arbuckle was, you know, pretty famous too, it was a big name too, (laughs) But, uh, but I did not know the tragic story that kind of surrounds Fatty Arbuckle until this past week. And so what I thought that I would do is I would share the story of Fatty Arbuckle with you today. Okay. Like, you know how, if you've listened to this podcast before and you've heard me tell stories before, you know that it is not going to be the most thorough story because this is Glenn Think Stuff podcast, not Glenn Researches Stuff podcast. Not to say that I'm lazy with this podcast, because I don't like to think that I am. But if you want to know more about Fatty Arbuckle, then you should go read about him. All right, so <clears throat> let's get into it. Um, on March 24th, 1887, Roscoe Conkling Arbuckle was born. All right, and Roscoe Conkling Arbuckle. And isn't that a name? Is 
Wouldn't you be like, what? Why did you name me Roscoe Conkling Arbuckle? Right? And he he weighed more than 13 pounds when he was born. And so they called him Fatty. All right? Fatty Arbuckle. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, Fatty Arbuckle. There's a name that you couldn't get away with today because everybody's so sensitive and getting offended about everything all the time. But... If your name was Roscoe Conkling, if that was my name, I'd rather just be called, just call me Fatty, please. Please just call me Fatty. <laughs> so Fatty Arbuckle was born in 1887, right? And to skip ahead to his childhood and stuff, I'm not going to go into all that. Um, he began his acting career in film in 1909, and he appeared in ben, Ben's Kid, right? <laughs> Sorry, I have the remnants of a cold. He appeared in Ben's Kid in 1909, so that would make him, let's see, like 20-something, 22 maybe? Is that right? Uh, Yeah, I think 21, 22 years old, right? And that's in 1909. All right, and and really, I don't want to talk so much about Fatty Arbuckle's career as I do, like, what happened like the tragedy that happened because it's just something that I never knew about, right? And um, so in 1918, nine years later, Arbuckle signed, Fatty signed um, for an 18 feature deal, um, three years, $3 million contract with Paramount, right? $3 million in 1918. Do you know how rich that made Fatty Arbuckle? So he signed this huge deal and that was in 1918. <clears throat> in uh, Labor Day weekend of 1921, Fatty wanted to take a break, and he traveled with two of acquaintances, Lowell Sherman and Fred Fishbach. Fishbach. They went to San Francisco, right? And that was Labor Day weekend on September um 5th, 1921, the Fishbach fella, you know, asked several people to come to their hotel rooms to, I guess, the party, right? And that is September 5th of 1921. Um, Virginia Rapp, which was a lady that came to one of the three rooms, it was this lady, Virginia Rapp, um, was found really sick in one of the rooms that Fatty had rented, right? And I guess there was a hotel doctor. I guess they were staying in a real nice hotel, so there was a hotel doctor that came and examined her. And um, two days later, she was taken to the hospital. Um, let's see. At the hospital, there was a friend of Rap, the lady that had gotten sick in Fatty Arbuckles, one of the rooms he rented, there was a friend named Bambina Maud Delmont. Boy, that sounds like an old name. Maud. Bambina Maud Delmont. Man, they just didn't know how to name people back then. Just call me Fatty. But this lady was a friend of the rap lady that was sick. And she was actually at the party, too, with her friend. And she told doctors that Fatty Arbuckle had raped the rap lady, Virginia Rap. And so on September 9th, 1921, Virginia Rap died, right? She was in the hospital and she died. Okay. 
and that was September 9th, 1921. After this happened, Fatty's manager accused Fatty of raping rap at a press conference, right? And he actually stated that Fatty had used a piece of ice to injure um, Virginia Rap, and that's just insane that his own manager turned on him like this. So, do you know, if your own people turn on you like that, it's like, well, I guess you look really bad when that happens. If your own manager that makes money off you, you know, turns on you. On September 16, 1921, um, Fatty Arbuckle was arraigned and charged with manslaughter, right? Three weeks later, he was released on bail, you know, with the kind of money that he had, I guess that he could afford to bail out back then. November 14th, 1921. They didn't waste any time back then. They just got straight into it. Um, the State versus Fatty Arbuckle. It's not called Fatty Arbuckle. It was uh, State versus Arbuckle began in San Francisco. I guess the State of California versus Arbuckle began. Okay? And that was November 14th. On November 28th, um, Fatty Arbuckle took the stand um, in his own defense as the final witness, right? And that was November 28th. By December 4th, 1921, um, the, the jury deliberated for 44 hours and it was declared a mistrial because they could not reach a unanimous verdict. So on December 4th, after 44 hours of deliberation, it was declared a mistrial, okay? Now, on January 11th, you know, the very next month, 1922, the trial number two, the state of California versus Fatty, began in San Francisco, right? January 11th. By February 3rd, 1922, um, the, the jury had deliberated for 40 hours, and they could not reach a unanimous verdict, so it was declared a mistrial again. You know, not all, this is the second mistrial, right? Okay, and that was February third, nineteen twenty-two. So he got off again. Um, also in February, well, after February twenty or nineteen twenty-two, um, Hollywood banned all of Fatty Arbuckle's films. Um, they just took their stance, I guess that that um that they just didn't want anything to do with the scandal or fatty anymore right so hollywood banned his films in march um on march 6th of 1922 trial number three the state of california versus fatty began in san francisco this is number three yeah the third time's a charm i guess okay so that began the number th the third trial all right that was march 6 1922 um in april on april 12th of 1922 fatty arbuckle was acquitted of the charges after six minutes of jury deliberation right he was acquitted in his third trial after only six minutes of deliberation right um on april 12th 1922 which is the same day he was acquitted the jury like gave him a letter that apologized for the injustice um six days later on april 18th arbuckle fatty was he was banned from ever working 
in the United States in motion pictures ever again. And um, in December of 1922, um, there was a ban. You know how they banned all his films, Hollywood banned all his films. Well, they lifted, they decided to lift the ban, right? Um, um, from 1924, and these are all dates that I found um, online on a timeline that kind of tells the story and lays all this out. Um, but between 1924 and 1932, Fatty Arbuckle um, took the alias of William Goodrich because he wanted to work as a film director, but he did not want people to know that it was him um, because I guess that it would uh, do damage and maybe they would not make as much money on the films. Um, so that was between 1924 and 1932. He assumed an alias to continue working behind the camera. Um, in 1932, Fatty signed a deal with Warner Brothers to make six comedies with his own name. And that was in 1932. Um, on June 29th of 1933, Arbuckle signed with Warner Brothers to make a full-length-like film like a full-length film of his own. And that was on June 29th, 1933. Um, on June 29th, the same day, Arbuckle went out um, to celebrate and, uh, and to party, you know, celebrating the deal that he had just got under his own name to star in his own film. Um, on that night, Arbuckle died. Fatty died of a heart attack at the age of 46. You know, so it's just kind of a tragic story, and it's something that I never knew even happened. Like, I've heard of Fatty Arbuckle, and I've seen Fatty Arbuckle films before, but I just didn't know, like, the tragedy that, that surrounded him or surrounded, um, like, that whole, like, him being accused of rape, and that's more, there's a lot of graphic details that I read that I left out, but... It's just kind of a fascinating story that I thought that I would throw on my first podcast of 2019 just to cheer you up, just to make you feel better. <laughs> I'm here for you. I just am. But anyway, that's the little the story. Well, the little story of Fatty. <laughs> but I want to thank you guys for stopping by today. Thank you for checking out the Glenn Think Stuff podcast. And um. If you would go on iTunes and leave me a review, that just bumps me up in search results so that more people can find me. It doesn't have to be a five-star review. It can be whatever your honest opinion of this podcast is. Um, I just appreciate you listening. Thank you for your support. If you want to hear me talk about anything in particular, you can actually email me. Uh, glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com and I'll be glad to think about what you want me to think about and talk about what you want me to talk about I usually steer clear of religion and politics just because I like to bring people together uh, and laugh that's my deal So, or just take a break from all that stuff that people fight about out in the real world you know like bmws that are painted up crazy but anyway um yeah shoot me an email and i'll totally talk about whatever you would like um follow me on twitter at glenn think stuff you can follow me i throw up 
other podcasts that I listen to. I throw up stupid, stupid, corny jokes uh, almost daily. And I be like I throw up my new episodes when they come out, so you can know. But you should just subscribe, so you know anyway. You know what I'm saying? In lieu of any kind of Patreon uh, on this podcast, because I would not pay for this podcast if I were you. I wouldn't pay for it. I'm just being, I'm just being honest. I'd be like, what? Pay for that? No, no. Hard pass, son. Um. But something cool that I decided a while back that I asked my listeners to do is I find a charity and I ask my listeners if they can, if they have dollars just laying around. Like if you have one dollar and you're like, what do I do with my dollar? Let me tell you what you can do with your dollar. There is this place called St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And what they do is they help and treat children with cancer. Not only do they help them, they help their families. These families never receive a bill for taking their kids to get treatment there. They even provide lodging for the parents. They don't want you because I can't imagine what it's like to deal with that on top. Like your kid being sick and then you have to deal with the financial like the monstrous, huge, you know, medical bills that come with that. They don't send a bill to people. They're really awesome people. They're really awesome with kids. Everything that I've read and seen, this is legit. I'll throw up a link in the notes to this podcast. And if you want to support this podcast, I'm just saying give a dollar, give five bucks. If you're a millionaire and you're listening to this, give a million dollars. To this place because it's a good charitable cause and it'll come back to you what goes around comes around you reap what you sow all that jazz you know what i'm saying i just want to say happy new year to everybody that's listening thank you for supporting my podcast it's going to be a good year i have a good feeling about what this year is going to bring for me um i have a good feeling for what it's going to bring for you. Because if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sending my positive energy to you right now. But I will check in with you soon. Thanks for listening. Peace out.